Thanks so much. And um, yeah, I'm waiting for my wife to hear that uh, I'm to serve her hand and foot for 90 minutes every morning. Gosh, that's going to be a challenge. Um, but what I would love to talk to you tonight is about Jesus as Lord. And um, as I was preparing this, I was remembering many years ago, actually long before I became a Christian, hearing a particular phrase which really fascinated me and captivated me. Um, I didn't actually understand what it meant at this time, uh, but it all unfolded like this. I was watching an interview with the film actor Anthony Hopkins, and he was talking about how very early on in his career he was an extremely heavy drinker, and um, actually to the point of self-destruction. And he didn't know who to trust. He couldn't trust anyone. He couldn't trust anything he was saying. Until one day he went to an AA meeting where everything changed. Because a woman challenged him. And she said, why don't you just trust in God? And he said that from that moment onwards, the urge to drink completely left him. And then he said this phrase, three words... Surrender and win. And I want us to consider the lordship of Jesus Christ and what it is to come under his lordship, to surrender to him. We can surrender to anybody out of duty. We can surrender out of uh, coercion. But I want to suggest that Jesus calls us to an adventure living under his lordship. That surrender is a sweet thing. It's not a bitter draft. And uh, I want to begin by us considering together this evening for a few moments what it means to follow Jesus as Lord, as he is right now, and in terms of what he's doing right now. Not as we often do, looking back at his earthly ministry, where he stilled storms and defied sickness and overcame death and sin and the demonic, and not looking forward either to when he'll come again and he'll come in glory to judge the living and the dead and he'll flood creation with all of his presence. Now, I'd like us to think about who he is and what he's doing as Lord right now. Because I wonder if I ask you that question, what do you think he's doing right now? Where is he? I wonder what your picture is. He's not in easy retirement in Florida. He's not lying on the lounger. He's not swinging his golf clubs on the golf course. He's ascended. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, crowned with glory and with honor. And so let's consider him there, as St. Paul does in Philippians. Uh, he talks about how Jesus has been crucified, and then he continues with those memorable lines, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus isn't just the risen one anymore. Jesus is sovereign and supreme. He reigns and he rules. He opens the seals. 
in Revelation chapter 6. He's at the helm of history. St. Paul says about him in Ephesians, he's far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. God has placed all things under the authority of Christ. He goes on to say he can fill the whole universe with himself. And then St. John in the book of Revelation gives us two amazing pictures of Jesus as Lord in heaven right now. The first one is of him standing and he's holding the keys of death and Hades. And a double-edged sword is coming out of his mouth. Extraordinary pictures. And he's speaking to his churches in seven letters. He's passionately engaged with our lives. And then the second picture is of him seated on the throne like a lamb that has been slain. This is Jesus in heaven at perfect rest. His work upon the cross completely done. And the writer of Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 13, says he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. It's a mystery. Somehow he's both supremely active really engaged with our lives, involved with his church, longing to see creation renewed, and he's perfectly at rest, just waiting for all the false lords in this world to be brought under his feet. And who are we to him through any of this? Well, we're still his friends, He hasn't dumped us now that he's ascended to heaven in glory. Scripture says that we're seated at his right hand. He welcomes us into his presence there. There's an open door at this moment between heaven and earth. But we're not just friends because he is king and so we now live under his lordship. And that's going to mean that we have to surrender the whole of our lives to him, as Christy was saying. And of course, we do that when we first choose to follow Jesus and become Christians. We'll all have done that. But how are we doing further on in the daily walk of continually surrendering our lives to him? Do you surrender decisions about relationships and your career and your work and your use of money and your holidays and your leisure time and the friends that you hang out with, do you submit those things to Jesus as Lord? There was a a captain, a newly appointed captain of a battleship and he was on the bridge of his ship one night in a storm when he saw a light fast approaching his battleship. And he got the signalman to signal to this unseen vessel, alter your course 10 degrees to the south. And the signal came back, alter your course 10 degrees to the north. And really infuriated, the captain fired off a second message, alter your course 10 degrees 
I am the captain. And back came another signal, alter your course 10 degrees, I am seaman third class Jones. At which point the captain grabs the signal from the signalman and he fires off the message, alter your course, I am a battleship. And back comes the message, alter your course, I am a lighthouse. (laughs) And we have to ask, what is it that stops us handing over the captaincy of our lives? And I think it's often an independence of spirit. We just think that we know better. Our hearts rebel against the lordship of Jesus Christ. The Bible shows us living in rebellion again and again and again. And then the enemy of our lives lures us to follow false lords. He invites us to put them on the throne of our lives instead. I wonder whether you put any of these lords on the throne of your life. Comfort, achievement, prestige, money, Are there any areas in your life tonight which you have not brought under the lordship of Jesus? They're not sitting under him right now. Who's on the throne of your life? Jesus or you? Because Jesus wants all of you. He wants all of you and he wants all of me. I remember um, when I first started considering a call to ministry and uh, I was really, frankly, torn and reluctant to consider this. But I decided to go on a day retreat and listen to God in prayer. And I prayed and for a day I heard absolutely nothing until the last five minutes. And then I believe I heard Jesus really clear as crystal. And this is what he said to me. Commit and the passion will come later. Commit and the passion will come later. Because I was a person entirely driven by passion. And I needed to hear his command to begin to walk in faith and to commit and to allow my feelings to catch up later, which mercifully they did. And then in scripture we see that Jesus as Lord in heaven gives gifts, that right now he's giving gifts and he's imparting blessing. I'm trying to find gifts at the moment for various people in my family and um, it's proving something of a stretch. I don't know if you had the same experience. I, I went on, a, uh, on Google the other day and typed in gifts for the man who has everything in desperation. And... Um, up came a thing called the Barks Buddy. And the Barks Buddy is an ultrasonic device, apparently, for stopping your dog barking within a matter of seconds. I mean, in another age, we would have just said, be quiet to the dog, but this is what we need now. And it's a struggle sometimes choosing gifts for people. But Jesus is the perfect gift giver. He knows exactly what gifts you need and he tailors your gifts 
to allow you to do the good deeds that he's appointed in advance for you to do. At his ascension, we see him scattering blessing over the disciples who he's leaving. And then 10 days later, remember, he sends them the gift of the Holy Spirit. Most monarchs are are flooded with gifts, but Jesus always outgives us. And, And this is why we often stand in our ministry times at the ends of services with our hands outstretched as if to receive a gift. Paul says, eagerly seek after gifts of the Spirit. It's less a, um, a physical act of surrender than it, than it is a heart act of surrender, a heart posture. But I wonder how you find that moment in ministry when you're invited to hold out your hands. Is there something in you that doesn't like to do that? Does it make you feel weak? Do you want to be the captain of your life? I know I often do. But sometimes it's just fear that holds us back, I think. I know I've often been fearful of surrendering myself to Jesus' lordship. There was a time very early on when I was doing the Alpha course and um, I was so excited to be learning about the Christian faith. I really wanted to give myself to Jesus as Lord. I'd heard teaching about being a living sacrifice. Uh, I wanted to apply my gifts in his service. But there was one thing one thing that frightened me. And that was that I believed that if I gave my life to him, God was going to ask me to be a missionary to China. And that was a really scary prospect for me. I couldn't stand the idea. And it kept me from giving myself to Jesus for weeks. I didn't want to put myself on the altar And that's a common fear, a fear that we'll be asked to do something we don't want to do. There was a young woman who um, once went to a Christian saint of old called Graham Scroggy. He'd just given apparently a really inspiring talk about the lordship of Jesus. And she went to him and she said, I really want to give myself to Jesus as Lord, but I believe he's going to ask me to be a missionary and I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And Scroggy uh, apparently opened his Bible to Acts chapter 10, where you may remember Peter has a vision of all kinds of strange creatures. And then a voice sounds to him and says, get up, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter's reply is, surely not, Lord. Surely not, Lord. And Scroggy said to the young woman that in saying that, Peter wasn't just being impertinent, he was being disobedient. And he challenged the young woman. He said, I would like you to write down those three words, surely not, Lord. And I'm going to leave you for a few minutes. And when I come back, I'd like you either 
to have crossed out surely not or to have crossed out Lord because they shouldn't stand together and off he went and he left her and when he went back turned around a few minutes later he saw tears falling from her eyes and he went back over to her and she'd crossed out surely not and she looked up at him excited and she said Lord 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 she was ready to submit to Jesus as Lord and I was eventually to on Alpha as well because when Jesus calls you explicitly and there's no doubt about it you can't say surely not and Lord at the same time this is the adventure of surrender this is the adventure because when he gives you something that's even better than you knew before you don't just treat it as surrender anymore as Christy was saying it's not just about obedience it's actually a longing that begins to grow in you you long to follow Jesus as Lord and then what does it mean that he's the slain lamb on the throne it basically means that he is still connected to the sin and suffering of the world he's not disconnected or removed from the sufferings of our lives from our troubles no he's described seated with the elders holding golden bowls of incense which St. John says are the prayers of the saints which are our prayers in other words he's sitting there saturated in our prayers if you've ever been into a church where there's a lot of incense burning you'll know how the smell permeates your clothes that's what it's like for Jesus at this moment in heaven he carries you on his heart he lives to make intercession for you the most powerful person in the universe your Lord lifting your name in prayer and then finally uh, he invites us as Lord on his rescue mission he comes to us first of all as a personal Lord like he did to Thomas in John chapter 20 when Thomas says my Lord and my God but then in the great commission he commands his disciples to proclaim and disciple and baptize to the ends of the earth He's not just our personal Lord. He's the universal Lord. And in this stained glass window that we can see in daylight, there he is, the ascended Lord, with the globe of the earth under his feet. What does this mean? It means that when you go into your workplace tomorrow, or when you're at the school gates, or when you're in your legal or medical firm, or when you're in your library studying, Jesus is with you there on mission, saying, I am with you always. He's looking at your office and he's saying, mine. He's looking at your hospital ward and saying, mine. He's looking at your street and saying, mine. He wants to renew every inch of creation. And he's inviting you to see in the spirit what he's doing in that place and then to join in with his work there and to share the good news. So I want to just end by saying, I really believe 
surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus is intended to be an adventure and it's intended to be a joy. It is the safest place to be, living under his Lordship and in the grain of his will. His will for your life is perfect. He doesn't invite you to surrender in order to experience defeat. He invites you to surrender to win. The surrendered life is the blessed life. Let me end with just a quick picture of those elders around Jesus at this moment, at this moment in heaven. They are the people who are closest to our Lord right as we listen tonight. And what are they doing? They're bending their knees. They're confessing his name. They're casting down their crowns before him and they're worshiping him in adoration. That is the best place to be. It's the only place to be. So let's just uh, finish our Jesus sessions tonight by gazing on the Lordship of Jesus Christ.